Welcome to the Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Ziggler Inspire Podcast. Welcome to Zig Ziggler's Inspire Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lindsay. One of the most important things that Zig can give people is hope. And today, Zig is going to give you just that. Not just telling you that you can be successful. Instead, he'll tell you how to be successful, to give you hope, to give you a roadmap. Let's listen to Zig and I'll be back to recap. Let's look at this thing called prosperity, and I'm going to talk about that a little bit. I was raised in a grocery store down in Yazoo City, Mississippi. It was during the Depression. We had very limited inventories. Ninety percent of all of the business that was done in that grocery store was done from four o'clock Friday afternoon until 11 o'clock on Saturday night. That's when everybody got paid. Merchants carried very limited inventories, and we frequently ran out of what we were selling, and we borrowed from the other merchants. There was a young man named Charlie Scott who uh, worked across the street. He was their runner for that store as I was the runner for the store I worked in. Charlie many times would hit our front door in a dead run and he would say to our owner, Mr. Anderson, I need to borrow a half dozen cans of tomatoes. Mr. Anderson would say, well, Charlie, you know where they are? Go get them. Well, old Charlie in a dead run would go back to the uh, shelf where the tomatoes were. He'd scoop up six cans. He would run back up to the counter, plop them down, and sign his name indicating he'd gotten his six cans of tomatoes, and he would scoot out the front door in a dead run. One day I asked Mr. Anderson, why on earth does Charlie Scott always run everywhere? Mr. Anderson kind of grinned. He said, well, Charlie's working for raise, and he's going to get it too. And I said, Mr. Anderson, how do you know Charlie Scott's going to get a raise? He said, I know Charlie Scott's going to get a raise because if the man he's working for doesn't give it to him, I am. (laughs) Now, you see, ladies and gentlemen, we've talked about employment security throughout this series. That's employment security. The reality is you work for yourself regardless of who signs the check. And when you give that big effort, then things are going to happen. A few years ago, I spoke at Mississippi State University. I told that story, and when it was over, a guy, a tall, slender fellow, came up to me and said, let me ask you, when is the last time uh, you've seen Charlie Scott? And I said, well, Charlie's two years older than I am. Uh, that means he left Yazoo City in 1942 to go in service. I haven't seen him since then. He said, you probably wouldn't even recognize him, would you? I said, no, I wouldn't. He said, I didn't think so. He said, I'm Charlie Scott. Charlie Scott retired at age 50, successful in every area of his life because he took those habits he had acquired in childhood, which was a tough one, and applied them all of his life, and he was able to accomplish the objectives that we're talking about. The secure individual, where does it come from? Security determines the way you handle situations in life, particularly in your relationships. I love this story about an experience that Buddha had. A man met him on the street one day and began to call him mean and ugly names. Buddha listened quietly and thoughtfully until the man ran out of epithets and had to pause for breath. If you offer something to a man and he refuses it, to whom does it belong, asked Buddha. The spiteful man replied, it belongs, I suppose, to the one who offered it. Then Buddha said, the abuse and vile names you offer me, I refuse to accept. The detractor turned and walked away. 
a secure individual is never made to feel inferior by the insecure people of life. Those fault finders and backbiters, the ne'er-do-wells, the critics of life, when we're secure within ourselves, and that really has to do with the picture. Well, how do you determine, uh, ladies and gentlemen, uh, what makes a person secure? Well, over and over I've said you're what you are and where you are because of what's gone into your mind. You change what you are, you change where you are by changing what goes into your mind. How do you get friends? Well, the best way to get friends is to be a friend. Those people who go out in life looking for friends, they're scarce. But when you go out in life to be a friend, you'll find them everywhere. The Bill Cranford attitude will enable people to have more friends. Peace of mind. What is peace of mind? One of the men whom I have great respect for, a young man named Peter Lowe, who does uh, seminars that I speak on all over the country, Peter was going to buy his mother-in-law a little business. As he analyzed these businesses, in 22 straight instances, he would ask them, do you have another set of books? 22 of them responded, yes, I do. Peter then would look at that other set of books and he said, you know, Zig, the sad thing is the amount they were stealing from the government was very little, $1,000, $5,000. But he said, can't you just imagine the grief and the turmoil they go through every time an official government-looking agent comes walking in and makes that announcement, I'm from the government and I'm here to help. Now, I know a lot of you know exactly what I'm talking about. Now, these individuals have peace of mind. How much more productive would they have been had they played it straight and were able to utilize all of their creative resources? I believe it makes a dramatic difference. Peace of mind for me comes when I understand where I will spend eternity. I was excited uh, this week to read, or last week, that 90% of the people in America believe in God. That's exciting. Now if we can persuade them to believe God, then we really will have something to be excited about. Good family relationships are so enormously important, and everything we've been talking about has to do with that, and I'm going to get back to that a little bit later. And of course, hope. If you've got all of these things, then the hope can be absolutely legitimate. What is hope? It's the fuel which propels the engine of effort through the difficult times and over the obstacles which regularly appear on the roadway to success. Now, all of these things constitute a package. That's what this really amounts to. And if you want these things, then we must plan for them. Now, total success, ladies and gentlemen, demands responsibility. It demands that uh, you accept responsibility for your conduct and your performance because all of them have consequences. I love this little uh, uh, bit by Robert Orban along these lines. Two parents were comparing notes. One said, I'm really concerned. Our kids are getting into so much trouble. I don't think the daycare center, nursery school, after school program, and babysitters are raising them right. Now, you know, that really does say something, doesn't it? Responsibility is what I'm talking about. Now, understand something. Winners 
don't always finish first. You see, there is a confusion in our society that unless you are the absolute best and you win every time, you're not a winner. Well, winners do not always finish first. Winners give best effort. See, I happen to believe in the last Super Bowl, one of the real winners was a member of the Buffalo Bills football team. Now, you know what happened. It was a blowout. The Cowboys uh, beat them 52 to 17, and everybody knows that I'm a dyed-in-the-wool Dallas Cowboy fan. As a matter of fact, one of my favorite observations uh, having to do with what we are because of what's going in our mind is simply this. Has you been born and raised in communist China, you today would be a communist. Had you been raised in the jungle somewhere where they practice voodoo and worship in idols, you probably would have been an idol worshiper. But if you're born in Dallas, Texas and are raised here, you're going to grow up believing in the Dallas Cowboys. So uh, that, that, that's kind of the role I'm playing. But you remember the scene. It's toward the end of the game. We're leading 52 to 17. There's a fumble. It hits the ground and bounces up. And Leon Litt grabs that ball and he lumbers toward the end zone. He gets within 20 yards and I watch the replay to make absolutely certain that I had my yardage right. When Leon Litt was on the 10-yard line, he started hot-dogging it big time, you know, prancing over, holding his football out there. And when Leon was on the 10-yard line, Don Beebe, the outstanding wide receiver for the Buffalo Bills, was on the 20-yard line. He made up 10 yards on Leon in less than that 20 yards. He slapped the ball away. We did not get the other touchdown. Now, understand there was no way on earth, and uh, Don Beebe absolutely knew that, that the Bills had a chance to win that game. But effort personal pride. Everything was at stake as far as he was concerned. Coincidentally, by him doing that, it helped his team to avoid having the biggest loss ever in Super Bowl history. What am I saying? You win, ladies and gentlemen, when you give it that best effort. What can you give your best effort to this week? You know we can't all play in the Super Bowl game, and every day is not always filled with exciting conquests, but just like the runner in the grocery store, how are you going to give it your very best this week? Think about it, and until next week, I'm Blake Lindsay, encouraging you to live your life to the fullest. Ziggler. Ziggler. Inspiring true performance.